one thing I like about her is when I'm talking to her, she listens to me. Even though sometimes she doesn't practice what I told her to practice, but at least for me, just giving me the listening ears is enough. I'm just used to years of talking shit about myself. It's hard to transition and to basically do a 180. It's very difficult to do that. And he helps me, so. What does supporting each other look like when you're from what feels like two different worlds? My name is Paige Polk, a media artist and cultural commentator in New York City. And this is Not Yet, a storytelling podcast about growing up and the relationships that help us along the way. Visit notyetseries.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We start today's story with two formerly distant cousins who've been growing close over the past two years. They are a 34-year-old man from the Volta region of Ghana who migrated to the Bronx. He moved to New York to make money for his wife and three-year-old child back home and to launch a cotton business. He lives in an apartment with his uncle and cousin, Angela Sabla, a recently laid-off human rights advocate from Queens, New York, of Ghanaian descent, whose passions for gender equality and human rights have been stifled by a slow job market, an unsupportive family, and millennial burnout. These two cousins are from different parts of the world, who are kinda of the same culture, but also not. In his culture, in my father's culture, in their culture, that's what they grow up eating. Our Meanwhile, culture, our culture. Okay, our culture. <laughs> and who value different things out of life. I don't do things thinking about today. I always think about the future. I love instant gratification. Have grown to develop a makeshift big brother, little sister connection. This bond can be loving. He's my big brother, like you said, so he's my support system. I see her like a sister. I don't do anything for her. Imbalanced. Is there a situation where you can think that you have uh, kind of helped him? I don't think I've done that much. <laughs> um, do you agree with that? Yeah, that's true. And boundary pushing. I believe about this LGBT thing and, and all that. And that is what baffles me like. I feel bad for a marginalized group of people and I want to express that rage. All in a day's time. Let's take it back to the start of this complex dynamic. February 2017, a recently dismissed Peace Corps volunteer, Angela, hops on a flight home to her father's Bronx apartment after a two-year stint in the southern African country of Namibia. I think it happened pretty instantly. She immediately latches on to her recently migrated Ghanaian cousin, Delano, who's been living and working in the U.S. since 2014. When my dad told me that one of my cousins is coming to America, I was like, which one? And when he first told me, I didn't know who he was. Like, I didn't remember him. Finally, I saw him and I was like, oh, this is great. I have a big brother. So I immediately tokened him as my big brother. When I came to America, it was a whole different uh, environment. And I think she was the one who was there for me. You know, guide me. Oh, no, do this this way. Do it that way. Just little tidbits here on what direction to go and the trains to take. And I don't think I've done anything spectacular. I'm just thankful for him, really, because I never had an older sibling that does what he does for me on a daily basis. I mean, I have older siblings, but I, I, I just don't feel comfortable enough like the way I feel comfortable with him. So um, that's why I'm happy he's here. I realized I'm that kind of person who gives her the comfort. So I'm not bothered to spare a few minutes and tell her, yo, do this, don't worry, it will be fine. 
this is just who I am. I'm that type of person who will look at you and tell you, no, you're going wrong, go this way. And I believe, you know, that is how sometimes you do things and then people remember you. It's not necessarily giving the person money or maybe a gift, but you're telling the person, mm, I think what you're doing is not right. Do it this way. Yeah, this wisdom is very good. Yeah, and if you do it and it changes your life completely, you will never forget the person. You know, you as humans, we are not perfect, so we look at each other and then we tell each other the truth, the honest truth. And so a support-starved Angela and a self-proclaimed I-help-everybody kind of guy Delano coexisted in the same space, navigating young professional life in New York City in very different ways. I like to snooze a lot. I have an alarm. And when he rings, thinking I'm up, she's like, how do you do that? Because for her, when the alarm rings, she will hear it by be like, oh, okay, let me spend some two minutes on bed. And by the time she realized, I'm late. Yeah. I think it's it all depends on you and your purpose. You know, if you know this is something you want to achieve, you put some effort in it, you know, and you do it. If I don't feel the need to do something, if I don't have the energy for it, if I don't see the point, then I just stop caring. So with the job I was doing, I was excited at first, then the excitement went down, down, down when I had a bad boss and, you know, bad uh, support system at work. So I stopped caring. So which means I went late, later and later and late. So that's pretty much what my thing is. I realized if I don't care for it, then I'm going to be late to it. So. But at the end of the day, you need to put that behind your, your yourself, you know, and then focus. To tell you, people are in Africa who even wish to even come here and do three jobs without sleeping. They are ready to do that. Africans, are, <laughs> I don't know, but we just, not everybody, but most of us are so determined. You know, when you come, you want to do something. You have to have two jobs and you have to hustle and you're tired all the time. The American dream. You wake up, work hard, pay your dues. Despite working in an environment that drains you and on a timeline that drains you even more, all in hopes of a bright future. And when you're feeling burnt out, use some of that good old paid time off. Uh, I was on vacation and I saw basically they hired somebody else and they were doing my job. So that inkling came like, I think I'm going to get fired. I hope it doesn't happen, but they did. I got unfortunately laid off on my job. Even the American dream isn't safe from company-wide layoffs. And now a few words from one of our sponsors. Sometimes the man of your dreams is already taken when you meet. Sometimes a Tinder hookup can lead to a four-year relationship. And sometimes you elope in Vegas after knowing each other for just a few weeks. Tune in to the How Do You Meet podcast to hear friends and New York Times colleagues Iman Stevenson and Pierre-Antoine Lewis talk to people in romantic, platonic, and business relationships about how they met. Listen and subscribe at howdoyoumeet.com. That's H-O-W-D-U-M-E-E-T dot com. When I opened the door, Delano, is that you? Yes. And she will run. Oh, so this is what happened today. This is the issue. This is the issue. Pretty much now on a daily basis since I got laid off at my job. So uh, we're home a lot more. I speak to him a lot more. He's there. He's my support system. Before Delano was in the picture. It was just me and my dad. How was that? 
You don't sound too pleased. Yeah, our, our cultures clash a lot sometimes. So, for example, my dad sometimes can be misogynistic in that you're the woman of the house, you should be cleaning. And I look at him like, don't say that. <laughs> Just because I have a certain body part doesn't mean I'm responsible for cleaning things. Sometimes when the father says certain things and she disagrees and all that, I have to go ahead and say, oh no, remember your dad is from Africa. And this is what he's been taught. But I know how to play with it that he wouldn't feel bad. You know, even if he does, not so much to bring any friction in the house. Yeah, it's true. His words, for some reason, uh, I don't know, maybe because of his age or maybe because he's another guy in the house. But when my father talks to him, his words have a lot of weight. And I've seen that. I've seen my dad completely like just sort of shunning me and then looking at Delano like, hey. What should I do with this? So, you know, I've noticed that and it's fine with me. It's okay. It me really just, it used to be just me and him in the house. So having a sort of a mediary person, it's, it's good. I believe it's good we all learn from each other. And, you know, every culture has its own good and the bad side, right? So we pick the positive ones and leave the negative ones. Delanya even plays mediator and cultural clashes in the kitchen. My father is very strict on my pickiness. So there are a couple of Ghanaian dishes where I just don't like them. And unfortunately, my dad loves eating them. So when I when he sees me either buy my own food or buy my own groceries, making my own things, I think that bothers him. My cousin and I, we sort of talk about how he is being unfair and unreasonable in terms of me eating. And now no, don't seem unreasonable. Mm. <laughs> being unfair, that I guess. Word, that word is too harsh. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, in his culture, in my father's culture, in their culture, that's what they grow up eating. Our Meanwhile, culture, our culture. Okay, it, yes, I mean <laughs> our culture. Like this is what that's what they've been doing because they were born in Ghana and they have the food, they're readily available. But I grew up eating pizza and hot dogs and burgers, <laughs> so it's the food that I sort of turned to a little first. But just because I don't have those taste for what my father likes it doesn't mean i renounce my no. ganyanness but you don't have to make it look like oh we all live in this house so if this is what you want this is also what i have to go get mine go get yours no you see if you behave that way you're gonna bring friction and that's where it's different because i know in our culture in american culture there's this sort of like a roommate culture where everything has their name on it if you open the fridge and has, uh, you know, the roommate's name on it, you can't touch it. So if I see myself going to the grocery store, buying my own food, I guess to my father and, you know, thinking about Ghanaian culture, it's a little disrespectful because we're supposed to share and things like that. The father complains because he feels she uses her money to buy things unnecessarily, especially food, put it in the fridge. And it could be there for over six months. The father is like, if you're not going to eat this, why should you buy them? This is how you can economize yourself and keep your money. Because he feels at the end of the day, if she doesn't use the money well, she comes to him. Oh, daddy, I need money for this and that. You're not acting maturely. You understand? If you still ask me for money, that means you're still a baby. I'm still taking care of you so I can decide for you. Especially when I think what you're doing is not right. So I would say... I agree. And the whole thing really has to do with my lack of not knowing how to take care of money. Um, but I would agree that I do need to grow up in that aspect. So yeah, I agree. So that. I agree. That became commonplace throughout the interview. 
Delania would go on a long, even-toned speech, advising Angela on how she needs to change. I think she doesn't use her time well. She needs to relax. She sleeps very late. She doesn't practice what I told her to practice. She ends up taking Uber and this. She talks too much. She say everything too much. And Angela would, well, agree. Yeah, he's right. But of course, I'm stubborn. So, of course, I need to learn multiple times. But yeah, he's right. I mean, he's right. Until. To give an example, when she lost her okay, job. Okay, enough of the examples. <laughs> we get it. When, when she lost her job, there was. No, but seriously, not, enough not, of the examples. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Delano didn't stop. He actually just kept going. So. Not, not enough money to take care of herself. You understand? <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's a very good it's a very good experience that she she had maybe from now she has to think about and that is something that the, the dad is not happy about too. Also, you've been working. And now a few words from one of our sponsors. Are you weary of the ways of the world? We are too. The New York Dose podcast is a speculation-based, topical platform providing millennial conversations around hip hop culture, current events, and a dose of NYC lifestyle. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play, and all social sites at The New York Dose, or simply thenewyorkdose.com. Join us for the conversations that need to be had. This is something that is an issue between me and my wife. You know, the thing is, I believe myself so much that what I'm saying is, 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 is the truth, Right? So when I'm telling you and you're not even taking it, I'll keep pushing it on you. And my wife always has a problem with that. It's like, oh, you always want, it, want us to do it the way you want it. Delano's reaction seemed to have an effect on Angela. So I checked in. Can you tell me how you're feeling right now? Um, I'm okay, I guess. I can say that for me, it seems when we were talking about the examples, mm-hmm. um, you kind of retreated a little bit. Can you tell me why you retreated? Oh, um... I guess simply because I wasn't expecting to share that much of my laundry tonight. Um, I definitely have issues that I do want to work out, but thought I would do that by myself <laughs> uh, quietly without a podcast. Um, but but uh, that doesn't happen to be the case today. So I can just say from my experience doing this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, is that sometimes when timing is intentional that's possibly uh, the best place to talk through and around things that otherwise just kind of float Mm -hmm. Um, because i know i'm thinking about the relationships that i have the the closest Mm -hmm. every single one of them has an elephant and the relationship can go by every day being still being great you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like still being fulfilling and still being loving but the elephant doesn't get talked about just because life is happening Hmm. I think most of the time, I think I'm the only one that has all these elephants I'm dealing with. I think nobody else is going through these issues. I'm just an idiot going through these issues. But um, sometimes talking to Delania, it's like, you're not the only one. Everybody has problems. We all have problems. Delania is just a little more tight-lipped when it comes to sharing his. There are things that you have to keep to yourself, you know, and especially with me when I'm working on something and I haven't seen the result. I don't talk about it. They say, um, walls have ears. 
you know, we have, you know, we, we believe there are evil spirits hovering around the world, you know. They don't wish good for you. So sometimes you're telling people stuff, the worst time, yes, they could hear them. And though their dynamic can sometimes feel like Delano giving advice and Angela agreeing, there are some subjects on which they agree to disagree. Her belief about this LGBT thing and, and all that, the way she feels, she has to go to their rallies and whatever, and the father doesn't like it, but she's like, anyway, I don't have a problem with that, but personally, the way she, she kind of take it upon herself, and you are not part of them, that is what baffles me, like, why all that? It's something I studied. I went to school believing and being taught equal rights for all, no matter your sexual orientation. You know, have, everyone should have the same opportunities as the next person. So when I go to these rallies and these protests, it's because I feel a certain way. I feel bad for a marginalized group of people, and I want to express that rage or that feelings that I'm feeling, which is why I hang out with LGBTQ people, or I go to rallies, you know, protesting when, you know, a black kid is shot down in the street by police brutality. So that's just something I personally feel I need to do as someone with rights. I really appreciate how we're able to share with one another. And if we disagree, it's not going to be an argument like it is with my father. It's just going to be a grown-up conversation about, you know, whatever we're discussing, just two adults talking. Everything she said is true. The cousins have managed to find a middle ground that they both benefit from. Their own symbiosis, if you will. Basically, the gist of every conversation we have is, you're going to be fine because I'm a panicker. And I'm nervous about a lot of things, but he's always coming me down and saying, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I remember when she came back from Namibia. That was the worst time for me. Yeah. Recently returned to the United States with little money, no job, and student loans looming, a panic-worthy situation. And when she got this job, she called me and told me, oh, I got a job or something. And I'm like, when I was telling you to relax, so... She has to just take her time. But, and I believe, in, one thing I like about her is when I'm talking to her, she listens to me. Even though sometimes she doesn't practice what I told her to practice, but at least for me, just giving me the listening ears is enough. Like uh, a brother advising a sister. Regardless of the path taken or counsel given, what does the future look like for Angela and Delania? When I'm planning to go to school, I want to stop working, you know, and you know, I have to take care of my family. So the plan is whatever I'm investing into now should be able to take care of my family whilst I'm in school. So hopefully next year I'll go do my master's and, and I want to do my master's finish, get a good job before my family comes over here. So I am interested in human rights, women's rights, and children's rights. I've been teaching for a few years, and I'm really interested in youth education and women empowerment. Now I have a chance to try and find a job that, you know, that will give me some purpose in life, help me with my future goals, and something I can be excited about when I wake up in the morning. For all of their differences, their goals seem pretty similar. Does this conversation spark any emotions for you? Tell us how and email us at notyetseries at gmail.com. We want to hear your story. 
And you could be on a new episode of the Not Yet Podcast. To listen to other episodes, subscribe to the podcast, and learn more about the project, visit notyetseries.com. Talk soon. Not Yet is a podcast hosted by Paige Polk and produced by Paige Polk and Sam Riddell. Elizabeth Olguin is our social media manager, and our theme music was produced by Luigi. This episode featured interviewees Angela Sabla and Delano Atah.